welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Tonight we're going to be talking about spoopy games or spooky games, <laughs> just you know, said in a different way. Where did spoopy come from? Did anyone know? I uh, think it came from uh, like Live Journal, like people making fun of creepy pastas. Mm. Hang on, hang on. Let me get the Urban Dictionary to back me up. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I better check this out as well, Anyways, because I've only ever your... heard of it on Twitter, so... Uh, this is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host, Morg Daddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing absolutely great today. Ooh. Not really much I can say about it, though. I'm, I'm back in Fire Red, back at the casino, trying to get another 4,000 coins to get another Thunderbolt TM. Oh, I Pokemon. I've... Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if, I, if I manage to clear this out again and get more jackpots... That'll be 25,000 coins in jackpots alone. Uh, I, I just yeah. remember as a, as a young, young Fort One at the wee age of middle school playing that game at 5 o'clock in the morning on my, on my uh, Super Game Boy on my SNES. Hmm. Yes. To it get Porygon, <sighs> and I was out. And, uh, Pan, how you doing? I'm doing good, and Spoopy comes from Flickr. Flickr. That's a movie. And then Tumblr. Oh. Mmm, yep. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, real quick, Morg, um, why don't you just outright buy all the coins instead of trying to win them? Because I don't have the money for it in that game, so I have to scum save... And then oh, okay, try okay. and get a chain of jackpots, getting 300 coins at a time, rather than, you know, having to go out and battle, 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 just to get enough of those, um, just to get enough money. Because I think it's like 10,000 in-game dollars to get, like, 500 coins, and I could just get, like, 300 from a jackpot if I just time all the sevens properly, if I get them in line. And I've actually developed, like, a, uh, like a system where I, like synchronize everything i kind of follow like a metronome beat trying to just follow and like eye everything and then i just press the button as close as i can to um get that jackpot and it's been doing pretty well with me all right you're I on a level that i uh, have never reached <laughs> that's, yeah that's what i was saying i was like i got poor gone and i was out <laughs> i was pretty out. much same here i'd also well i'd also get dratini because there's a pretty big advantage to having dratini a little early Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, I, back then I didn't do the whole themed teams like I do now because you know I did the the bug the bug trainer champ is what I did recently. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seaweed rolls, yum. <laughs> but uh, back then, you know, like I would just like pick like one like Pokemon from about any element I could think of. I, I think my original team consisted of a Charizard, a Doug Trio, a, a Vile Plume, like all these like not very good Pokemon. So by the time I found Dutini, I was like, now nah, I'm already set. Like, <laughs> oh no! I mean, I was like eleven or twelve or whatever. Like, I didn't care. I just wanted to play the game. I've never been like a min-maxing kind of person. See, when I was 11 or 12, that was exactly what I was doing to kick the asses of all the other kids on the block. 
Well, I also grew up where I'm at now, which is the middle of nowhere, southern Ohio. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you can, yeah, because everything out the was country. a single player game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had friends that played it, you know, at school and stuff, and we'd trade battle and that kind of stuff. But like, we were never competitive. Then we just had people who were just outright cheaters. Like, so why would you fight them? Like. I, <laughs> I didn't have, like, a, a battle network going. Just a few friends that uh, at all that would play it. Heck, being into Pokemon would seem as, like, a, a dorky and nerdy thing that I, that I was looked down upon for. Weird. Because, like, fucking everyone played it. Oh, um, I mean, people, a lot more people played it than you, than I expected at that age, but like not a lot of people wanted to admit it because video games were dorky. Um, it was everybody's secret passion, you know, that little, uh, dirty pleasure that everybody catered to. Right. But they mm. didn't want to admit it. But I, I've never been very, I don't know, secretive about my hobbies at all. So... Uh, because I wasn't afraid to talk about it, I was, <laughs> you know, me and some other people ridiculed for it because it was a kids' show in quotations or whatever. And yeah, it was. The show is terrible. How dare you? How dare you, child, watch a children's show? I know, right? Oh man, <laughs> the boy when Pikachu left Ash that one episode, I cried. Man, did I cry! I didn't. I wanted that Pikachu to find somebody better. <laughs> What was wrong oh. with Ash? He never evolved any of his Pokemon, and even after the fact that he evolved to Charizard. Ooh, oh, another roll. Oh, yeah. Charizard evolved to spite him. Yeah, and the worst part about it is is that he never got any control over that Pokemon, even after yeah, getting all the gym badges. It's like... Yeah, that was some bullshit. What? That was bullshit. No, and I mean... And to make matters worse. The Pokemon oh. movie, he had control over Charizard. Well, that anime was like, movies. I don't know how many years down the line it was. Anime movies are outside continuity. Uh, the first one wasn't. That, they like, actually purposely the tied it League. into the show. Mm. I was going to point out that, yeah, also through all the Indigo League, he pretty much just lucked his way through to winning all the batches. He never beat too. anybody. Yeah, he was like, hey, here's, here's your uh, tryhard badge. Yeah. <laughs> No, he beat Misty. He beat Misty fair and square. That's true. Never Much beat to her Brock, chagrin. though, I don't think. No, uh, yeah, what he, he did, did with Brock was he turned on the fire sprinklers so that the Onyx was taking water damage. And then zapped him because he was wet. Oh, yeah, and they plugged Pikachu into a windmill to charge him up. <laughs> that yes. is some hardcore cheating. It is. <laughs> they were doping. <laughs> <laughs> well... Pokemon is not back a spoopy the, game. <laughs> back on topic. Unless we're talking about what is it, Pallet Town or not Lavender Town? Lavender Town. Um, or the the one like God. There's a creepy pasta about this like one version of Pokemon. Yeah, the Lavender Pokemon Ghost. Yeah, yeah, I, I know mm. that creepy pasta. I like I said, I didn't used to be into this stuff, but then like I suddenly I got into this stuff within the last two or three years. Um. So now I know a lot of video game creepypasta stuff, like, uh, uh, what is it, the Drown something, Ben Drown? Which is the Majora's Mask creepypasta? Oh, that is super creepy. I, I don't know that one. 
Yeah, it's basically like a kid that drowned, and his it's his copy of Majora's Max, and it's all glitched and stuff. And like, oh. it's 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 I think it's a fake story. Oh, by the way, for the listeners, you're probably going to hear a lot of rain and thunder, and this is not to not to uh, play up the fact that we're talking about spooky games tonight. It's the fact that there's literally a thunderstorm here, and it is too hot in my room to close the windows. It's just, when it's summer, I'm sorry, listeners, you're going to hear other noises. <laughs> Crickets and all sorts of stuff. Yep, it's starting to... It's starting. Um, but yeah, so tonight um, I have five games to talk about. Um, and here's the funny thing. Three of them are from the same company. Well, four of them are from the same company, but three of them are year after year so year so 1999 uh wait 98 99 and 2000 oh from the same company so that tells you their quality kind of of course i mean they wouldn't keep cranking it out like that if it wasn't true Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah and then pan you said you had two now I have uh, I have two games uh, I can talk about, and then I have a couple of honorable shout-outs, because I've already talked about them on other podcasts. Fair. Fair point. Um, and then, Morg, you have ten. So yeah, it's gonna I've got be, ten games. It's um, going to yeah. be a Morg-heavy episode, so... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like um, just keep the ones that we have talked about in the past as honorable mentions, and then mm-hmm. that way we can scrape off... Here, let's see. You know what? We can take that one off the list. We can take. Uh, but before we get into the specific games, the let's let's kind of define what we talk about as a group when we talk about spoopy games. Um, so for for me personally, and this I think it's going to be a little bit more of a debated topic because it is so general. For me, it's games that I actually hesitate because I was nervous to continue to play because I was either scared or it was just had too much tension. Um, for me to continue. Now, some games that that were, I don't know, I don't have them on the list because I was much younger when I played them, and I don't consider them scary whatsoever now, like Classic Doom. Uh, I used to have problems with that. I used to have nightmares about Mario when I was, like, four. So The fucking eels. Lol. Oh, the fish. The fish are freaky. I, I actually I'm had... thinking about that eel in Mario 64. Oh, I'm thinking oh. of like uh, the, uh, the yeah fish that from, like, one Super was Super Mario creepy. World. The one was with the teeth. <laughs> no, actually, for me, it was Mario 3. I actually had a nightmare that I was a Goomba and Mario was jumping on me. I was running away from Mario. See this this this, this whole this whole Fortwan likes monsters things goes back to like when I was a kid. I I instead of imagining I was the hero of Mario, I was imagining I was a Goomba. <laughs> oh, this good is, gravy! <laughs> this is how much. This is how much I like monsters. I identify with the monsters more <laughs> than Mario. <laughs> Mario is the true monster here. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you listen to game theory, which I don't like that theory, it's it's very flawed. Um. Anyway, so uh, spooky games are for me games that would that. At some point, I was too nervous to continue, or it was actually scared, or, or scared me in some way. Um, Pan, do you have anything to add to that? 
Um, I like that we're, uh, we're all going to have different barometers of what is spooky or scary. Yeah, and it's a very I subjective guess, thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this will just be kind of games that uh, I, found, I uh, felt very tense or unsettled or disturbed by. Okay. Damn it, it's really hard for me to be all... disturbed. You got the definitions all covered, guys, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Now, there is one topic that I find disturbing, but I wouldn't call it spooky. And it's like anything dealing with rape. I can't handle that a lot of the time. Ugh. Um, Nobody yeah. wants well, to play a rape game. I hope. Even the insinuation of it makes my skin crawl. Cricket sound from Fort Wanzo. <laughs> Um, no, uh, again, well, we're all going to have different, uh, ideas of what is disturbing, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, and, like, the games I have on my list are more about being disturbing than being scary, so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ready to go whenever. Morg, I think you're going to have to lead us off, and then, um. Alrighty. Probably (laughs) you and I go back and forth twice and then add in Pan. Yeah. Okay. So think, you know what? So we can why don't just sort we start of mix off her real? In. Yeah. Why don't we start off real strong and uh, let's uh, let's hit Five Nights at Freddy's right off the bat? Cause um, yeah, that game. Whoo! I remember oh. playing that game, and it is it's pretty good with the jump scares, and it's not like just terrifying in the sense of the jump scare itself. It's the anticipation of getting jump-scared that builds the tension and makes it that much scarier a game. It plays into a lot of elements that make it more terrifying than it should be, you know, because it's just a bunch of animatronic animals just, you know, jumping out. You're going, ah, and you're like, oh, and you don't even see yourself getting killed or anything like that. They just jump into your face and scare you. But, um, well, this game game really blew up because of film theory and all those stuff about it too uh because Mm -hmm. it has it has ties to a real world you know murder spree in chuck e cheese yeah and it's um let me guess uh let me see this uh this game was released in july 23rd of 2014 and Mm -hmm. i believe there were seven games that came out of this i think I, i might be wrong because I know that there was five, uh, five Nights at Freddy's one, two, three, four. Sister location. Then there was the uh, Pizzeria Simulator. Uh, I think there might also be another one that's been released. Ooh, oh, ice cream sandwich. Yum. Um. Anyways. Um. <laughs> um. Most of them are actually really good, especially the Pizzeria Simulator. I played that one, and it's got a good number of jump scares in it, but it's also kind of fun. It's like a more fun version of it because you're 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 managing the pizzeria and you get to um, manage a budget to like buy um, uh, uh, entertainment pieces so you can get like a little ball pool or you can get like a jukebox. You can get like all the different animatronics and whatever. But um, the the first Five Nights at Freddy's is still my top favorite, mostly because of. <laughs> Mostly because of, like, where it brings everything back to was, like, the original jump scares and having to worry about checking the lights and checking your camera and always making sure to close the gates and then managing yeah. your energy, and, you know. That... Scott Coffin, he was on to something, and I thought it was really funny that he made Christian video games, but the thing was is that they didn't sell very well because everybody said that all of his stuff was way too creepy, 
And so he just turned that around and then made a horror series based off of these creepy um, animatronics that he had initially designed to be all cute and cuddly. It's so hilarious. I didn't know that about him. I, you know, I just, I just knew a lot of stuff because the film theory stuff. Like, I, I actually enjoy the series from a distance because I don't like being jump scared at all. Oh. <laughs> so I don't like number two. Number two is too hard. But number one, that yeah, one's a really good the, one. What what first introduced me to um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's was actually watching The Completionist um, back in the day when he did a Five Nights at Freddy's episode. And um, he did the original one. And funny story, it was like he did it around October, right? For like Halloween and that kind of stuff. My first night back with my older daughter from the hospital, we were in the hospital of like four or five days. She was born October 27th. So it was like Halloween when we got back. So like, uh, very first thing I watched on YouTube after getting home from having her born was the Five Nights at Freddy's Completionist episode. And I just, I don't know, it was like fascinating. It was like, where have I been? I felt like I was just out of society being in a hospital that long. (laughs) Because it was a 65-hour labor. Oh Oof. my god. Yeah. That yeah, is was... terrifying. Yeah. Wait, did you say that was your second or your first? That was the first. The second one oh, okay. was... Second one was 47 hours of labor. Something like that. Damn. Yeah. Nothing uh, scarier we had complications. Eh, I was okay. <laughs> The second one, the second one wasn't near as bad. Uh, it was actually a lot worse for me, but easier on her. Um, I got, I got like, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about my kid's birth apparently tonight. Um, the first one, I was like, I was expecting everything. Everything went as, as expected. Not, not a lot of complications within the long labor. We were just tired from being in the hospital so long. Um, course she was in a lot of pain so i was trying to take care of her but um for me personally it was just like like i didn't feel bad like why would i feel bad i'm not the one having the kid i'm just there to support her and uh i didn't have a lot of strong emotions when the baby came out and everyone was like are you okay are you in shock i'm like no i this is what we were planning for i expected this why (laughs) why would i be shocked but like the second one I got sick. I got real sick because um, they tell you not to move during an epidural. I don't know if you had an epidural pan. Sorry if that's too personal. Oh, yeah. Um, I did. It was wonderful. They tell you not to move because they are injecting your spinal cord with with make you feel good and not feel your leg fluid. Um, Oh, a spinal tap. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. And uh, she jumped out of her seat. Uh Oh, God. No. And my brain immediately went from everything's cool. I'm glad for my second kid to dear God, I have a paralyzed wife and two kids. Like immediately, yep. that's where my brain went. And she was fine. Oh Nothing ha- happened. Uh, but she just jumped because it was cold or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And I and I just like, nope, I can't handle. And I got sick right there in, in the room. Oh I threw up on the God. floor. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, pretty close to immediately after that because my brain was like, I can't handle a paralyzed wife and two kids right now. This is like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> She's like, nope, I'm done. Terrifying. So yeah, uh, but yes, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, was like the first like foray back into like my normal video game YouTube slash life after having my first kid. So yeah. Oh man, I. Oh man. <laughs> Are you getting woozy from kid stories, Bork? <laughs> oh, children. Oh, pizzerias. <laughs> Uh, so kids, kids are mostly I, great. I uh, I never played Five Nights at Freddy's. Really, I've got a friend who was pretty into it, and he told us a lot about it. But um, I do find it like interesting that this like this game that like took place in like the one place we all wanted to be as children just like took over for like a few years. Mm, yeah, right. Like kids in the nineties, Chuck E. Cheese's was the shit. That's where you mm-hmm. you like you uh, you know you were just awesome if you had a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I mean, I miss... doubly so yeah. if you were like me and the nearest one was like an hour and a half away, too. That was, there was a couple of kids who did that. They're like, oh, man, they must be rich. They they have a party at Chuck E. Cheese's. It's only in Columbus. Like, holy cow. <laughs> like, I we didn't have anything you, like that. I, I don't know if you guys have it down in the States, but up here in Canada, we have this neat little place called The Rec Room. It's like a an adult video game bar where you can go and you can like buy drinks, you can like eat steaks, you know, you can play pool. But th- there's a few there's places like, like that. Yeah, there but are like, places yeah, like in the that, downstairs. Yeah. yeah, in the downstairs, there's like a full on video game arcade. It's super fun. I mean, the the only chain that we have, I would feel, would be like Dave and Buster's, but it's not really the same. Um, Dave. And- yeah, there's 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 Dave and Buster's. There's also uh, like round nine or nine round or something like that that one but I don't from what know i about. hear well i've heard only complaints about the one around here because they gatekeep the drinks super hard oh, oh man that's like they'll only fun. let you have like one beer an hour oh okay. wow so yeah, I it's, like Budweiser. I <laughs> it's like so budweiser I- so yeah so if i went to the counter and i asked for a triple they would not give it to me would they Absolutely not. And you can't be like, well, I'm picking up drinks for the table. They'd be like, well, everybody has to come up and grab their beer. Oh, oh that's... God. See, I don't drink, but that's dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah, it is. And it's like, if you're going to have this like place where grown-ups can come to like play video games and bowl and drink, why are you gatekeeping the beer? Yeah, there, there's a specific... I don't know the name of the place because I've never been there, but in Columbus, which is about an hour, an hour and a half away, like I said... Um, Columbus has a video game bar and my brother actually has, um, he has a a cup that has like a, like a, a link with hearts on it and that kind of stuff, like a clear cup. And he calls it his juice cup because he puts Hawaiian punch and juice in it. Um, (laughs) but yeah, he got it at that arcade thing for like a birthday party they did sometime when I wasn't living here. So I've never been to this place, but, um, it's... There is one at least semi close to me, by an hour or so away. Um. Okay. So Five Nights at Freddy's. Um. Anything else to add about the weird robotic screaming game? By the way, that Not scream really. gets me. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The scream is terrifying. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's just the element. You know, that element of like you know combining 
um, you know, childhood nostalgia, like those those places that you want to be, the places where you feel very safe and secure and you have the most fun, combining that with elements of horror. Woo! All, like, I don't know. Super insecurity for me. I'm like, yeah, uh, I didn't no feel more. very secure at that kind of place anyways. For me, I mean, I was very uncomfortable in places like that when I was a kid, at least. I wasn't very outgoing. I was very like, hey, I live at home, like <laughs> kind of kid. Like, so actually, I found those places unnerving. I found Chuck E. Cheese unnerving. I still went, but like, it was still like, okay, weird rat, see ya. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I don't know. I found them creepy all already. <laughs> um, well, moving on to, uh, to my first game, I'm going to talk about a classic for a lot of fans. And by the way, four to five of my games are from Capcom because not because I'm a huge Capcom fan. I just, I don't really get into spooky or tense. It's because you're a shill. Just admit it. I'm a, a shill. I don't even yeah. like this series. I only like two <laughs> games out of the series. So one of them, the first one I'm going to talk about is Resident Evil 2. Um, I knew it. I've never played one. I've never intended to play one. I don't think I ever will. But it's it's pretty clear that at least the early Resident Evils were of the horror genre, and they were actually kind of spooky and scary. My uh, There's actually a, a bit of a family story with my uncle. Uh, I mentioned him in the... Moral, uh, uh, he used to work at Midway and did the Mortal Kombat stuff. He was an executive, but... Um, so he likes he used to like video games and he actually had nightmares from playing Resident Evil 2 and his wife told him to stop play it, playing it because he was waking up <laughs> in the middle of the night screaming from <laughs> zombie oh, nightmares. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this is how this game was introduced to us as kids. Uh, and my, my dad and, and his brothers have all been sort of into um, gore and horror and that kind of stuff. So naturally it was introduced to us uh, at the same time. Um, and I actually like Resident Evil 2. I don't play it very often. I have not played the remakes. Um, but Resident Evil 2 had a special creepiness factor, not only because of my uncle's uh, screaming in the middle of the night from zombie nightmares, but I legitimately... Um, it's the first game where I would say that I did not try to kill everything I saw. because And not because it wasn't efficient or whatever. I mean, I'm very much a completionist on, like, hey, clear the whole room of monsters, then it's safe to explore kind of deal. Um, this one, because I was just too scared. Like, oh, I'm shooting the zombie, like, six times, and it's not dying. Like, what do I do? Are they not killable? Like, so when I was a kid, I was actually pretty pretty unnerved by this game. Uh, I eventually ended up being able to finish it. Um, but uh, I have a funny story to go with this one. Uh, when I was a bit older, a friend and I decided that we were going to um, pull off a no-save game where we were going to just marathon the game using no typewriters oh. at all and uh oh, so, no. so we were at his house and um uh his dad walked in it was actually kind of a weird situation uh because uh they were big nascar fans and it's the day that dale earnhardt died number three if anyone's familiar with <laughs> that sport it was a big deal back then I am related um, to a lot of rednecks. Because yeah, he walked in and said, hey, Dale Earnhardt just died. And In the process, 
knocked the PS1, and if anyone's familiar with old PS1s, they no! tend, tend to lock up. So, no! Oh, no. You had to do it all over again. Oh. Yeah, we were probably about 60 to 70% through the game, and it locked up. Mm. So we decided to go again, and... Um, there's a part in Resident Evil 2 where you're you're uh, there's throughout the whole game you have Tyrant, which is the big bad guy, sort of popping out of walls and scaring the shit out of you, and then you got to fight fight him and then you know knock him down and then do what you got to do and then run away. Uh, there's a part where the walls sort of corkscrew in on each other, and you have to get this key and then you have to unwind back through the corkscrew. And at, right after you get the key, Tyrant pops through the wall. And then you're walking past the hole that he pops through, and he gets up and pops through again. You have to fight him in the hall. Um, I actually, because we had to go through that part a second time, I actually timed, uh, timed it out because I kind of knew when he was going to come. Uh, my friend was playing because we were switching off. I was like, no, no, you play on this part. It's fine. And... Um, I timed it out, and I jumped and, like, screamed at the top of my lungs, like, in his face as soon as Tyrant popped in just to scare him. And it was so funny because um, he was sort of like the tough guy in our group that never was scared of anything, right? Uh, screamed like a girl, flipped his chair backwards, and threw the controller up in the air. Um, so we almost died because he wasn't playing, and Tyrant was beating us up. So I had to save oh us, grab God, the controller, yes. and then beat up Tyrant. And then... Um, I was laughing really hard. He had a pause, and he was he was so mad at me. And then <laughs> we we, uh, we corkscrew back out the other way, and he comes through again, and I scare him again. I'm like, I didn't do as dramatic as time. I was like, raw, and he immediately punches me in the shoulder, and I fall out of my chair. <laughs> but it was worth it. It was so good. Um, but yeah, like Resident Evil Two, um, it just was really creepy. Nowadays, it wouldn't scare me. Um, because I, I have a much higher tolerance for horror and that kind of jump scares lately, but you know, I still I still try to avoid them. But yeah, Resident Evil Two. Um, so more will will hit you, and then we'll hit me, and then we'll go to yours, Pan. Sound good? That's fine. Okay, so I'm just going to just hit up some honorable. No, wait, no, actually, no, no. We're gonna do this right. Okay, so. Uh, there's there's another game that uh, I checked out. It's called Little Nightmares. It was made in April 27... Uh, well, it was released in April 27th, 2017. Uh, developed by uh, Tarsier Studio. And um, the idea of this game is it's kind of like a platformer, but it's really... It, it, it's set in sort of like a very dark tone, like very... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's that sort of, like, 1919 era? Like, you know, like, where it's kind of, like, um, everything is sort of, like, in that industrial revolution kind of timeline. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it's got a very, um, European kind of, um, style and setting to it. Almost kind of Tim Burton-y in the way that all the characters are, um, designed. Um, you're playing as kind of, like, this small child in a little raincoat, and everybody is, like, 20 times bigger than you and is just out to kill you. 
So the idea is that you have to try and work your way around all these, like, people that are just trying to murder you, if they ever discover you or find you, whatever. You have to try and figure out all these um, clever little puzzles in order to be able to um, uh, um, outmaneuver them and outsmart them. Um, here, let's oh, see. Oh, yes. Actually. I remember yeah. this game. Didn't this it's, hit Switch? It's a really good game. Yes, it did hit Switch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was it's one a of really, the, really good game. There was a problem that the Switch had on initial launch for me, outside of Zelda and... What was it? There was another game that I was really into. But, like, once you kind of finish those games, I felt there was, wasn't a lot on the Switch. There was only, like, a couple good ones. Um, like, in the initial launch, because I got it launch day. So this is yeah. a game I was considering getting at that time because I just wanted stuff to play, but I didn't pick this up. Because, again, I don't, I'm not really into the horror kind of aesthetic. So Yeah, it's a very this creepy... Game pops up again. It's a very creepy game. It can actually be quite startling, and yeah, there's a lot of tension behind it. It's really, really fun. Like, most of the time you're trying to hide from a lot of these guys or try and stay out of their range from them grabbing you. Um... You have to deal with, uh, like, these crazy chefs that are, like, handling raw meat. There's, like, this one blind guy. I think... I can't remember what his name was. Um, here, let me see. Yeah, this chef dude looks just insane. Yeah, like, they have, like, these weird bestial animalistic features about them. They're, like, they don't even seem very human in the way that they're portrayed. Like, you seem like the most human out of them all, but you find out later that you you have, like, this weird um, power where you can, like, suck the life out of people at the very end. It's it's creepy. Very, very creepy game, but really, really fun. They kind of oh look like Oh, my God, okay, ogres. that artwork, it reminds me of this this book series. Hang on, I'm going to look, look it up real quick. Okay. So, Little Nightmares. Um, did you ever finish this game, Morg? Uh, sadly, no. I never, I never got the time to do it. It, it I'm going to eventually, but it, it is a really, really good game, and I really do want to finish it as quickly as I can. Um, I've seen other people finish this game. I think I've seen Markiplier and uh, Jack Sakai do it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And okay. have oh. any of you guys uh, heard of scary stories to tell in the dark? Yes, scary stories. Uh, not the not that not that film, but the book. It's a book series that was popular. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it made it out to Canada, Morg, but uh, look it up and look up some of the artwork associated with it. Okay. These were this is artwork that was in a grade school children's book. Scary stories to tell in the dark book. Oh yeah. Oh. oh. This reminds me of Little Nightmares. Yes, very much so. Mm. Yeah, that's very unsettling. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I there don't was like it at all. When I was in grade school, this uh, Goosebumps and uh, Haunted Ohio were pretty popular. Of course, you know I'm in Ohio, oh. but there's a whole series called Haunted Ohio, which are supposedly real life haunting stories in Ohio, and it's got like yeah, like this one. This one looks like that chef. Yeah. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, very sickly, porky-looking, orcish. Anyways, um, yeah, so the I just was looking up Little Nightmares, and it really reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Fun fact, it's like my goal to get some co original copies of those books because uh, the the reprints do not have that same artwork. Hmm. Which kind of sucks it, sucks the life out of them. That's Sorry, can, too bad. Uh, back on topic. Back to Little Nightmares. Mm-hmm. There really isn't actually that much to tell other than the fact that it's kind of like a 3D-ish platformer. So, I mean, like... If you like platformer games, and you like puzzles, and you like getting, you know, the ever-living shit scared out of you, this could be a game for you. I think that you might like this. It seems it's every bit as 3D as, like, maybe, um, Little Big Planet. Where it is yeah, 3D. Yeah, kind of like that. But, I mean, your, your, your range of depth is, you know, if you take a grid, maybe four spaces <laughs> compared to everything else. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, ooh, okay. So little nightmares. Uh, so my next one is kind of boring, but, uh, again, it has some creepy tone stuff in that, but it ends up being more campy and it ends up falling in the more campy horror, which is resident evil four, which I did play. Oh yeah. That now resident Resident Evil 4, I didn't have any nervousness because I was much older when this came out. In 2005, it would have been, you know, between a sophomore and a junior in high school. And um, I actually like the game quite quite a bit. But there's a, there's a couple aspects in which other people were very creeped out by this game um, that I knew and that kind of stuff. Not saying that, oh, look at me, I'm into you know horror and there's scaredy cats. It's, no, one of them actually had hydrophobia. And the first boss is that giant fish thing. And when you're hydrophobic, Ugh. anything lurking beneath the water is terrifying. So there's a little, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it, Easter egg or death trap or whatever. But this is the first boss fight in Resident Evil 4 is this fish. And it's actually kind of a cool fight. You sort of harpoon it and you're sort of being drugged along in this boat and you're trying to kill the fish before it circles back around and eats you um because it's massive it's like a blue whale sized fish <laughs> in a pond um, that is massive um but if you shoot the water standing on the dock before you get in the boat to sort of activate the boss fight it will totally pull like the like a jaws like the shark beaching itself on the dock and eating you alive uh immediately it's an insta kill so oh, uh, man. one of my friends told my other friend uh after D, D one night who was hydrophobic to mess with him like hey shoot the water there he's like man i don't like this fight i don't want to do it he's like no no shoot the water shoot the water it's funny and uh, oh my god <laughs> sure enough this thing just comes leaping out of the water and kills you and uh it startled me I was like, holy cow, my poor friend, like, oh man, he ran. He literally dropped the controller and just ran outside. And of course, the other guys were just laughing. <laughs> and he was like, see, it was funny. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe for you. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Maybe Very for funny. you. But, uh, yeah, that's, that, uh, it's got its moments where it can be really creepy or scary. But end, most of all... Resident Evil 4 ends up just being campy. And that's that I think that is a another part of valid uh horror, especially in the movie genre. Uh the movie genre is campy horror. Um 
my favorite horror movies are sort of blending into the campy zone with uh like uh oh what do you call it cabin in the woods and uh yeah tucker tucker and dale they sort of like skirt the line of serious horror campy and then go on to full comedy eventually <laughs> both of them but uh tremors was like that too i i remember tremors being a yeah. really funny horror movie yeah so like uh resident oh, evil 4 to me feels like that it starts out as a serious toned horror movie and then it gets really campy <laughs> i've never thought of tremors as a horror movie to be honest sometimes those kind of movies don't i think it actually is considered a horror movie though like the first to me, one yeah uh, to me i would almost not consider tucker and dale to be horror but like because it's meant to poke fun at horror it is like a spoof of horror movies but you know actually done well uh, aside from you know most other spoof movies but it's actually its own story and not just reference after reference but um like I would almost not consider it horror because it's just not scary. But then again, that's also subjective on how we get scared. So it kind of, I don't know, it kind of still fits. Now, I've never seen Tremors, but um, from what I've heard, it's still considered horror. So, Mm. but yeah, so Resident Evil 4, um, is any, any of you guys played this? I literally played it once. Okay. My cousins have played it, and I was completely turned off by it the moment I saw it. I was like, mm, nope. Mm-mm. Why is that? It's actually a fun action game, in my opinion. It's a good action game, but uh, I, did, I just didn't really feel it. You know what I mean? Like that, that was not the kind of Resident Evil I was really into. I liked 2 and 3, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, 4 was not my it, cup of tea. Neither it was did have seven. some growing... It did have some growing pains because of the start of the action thing. I think they didn't go too far on the action in 4. And they got started with 5 and then obviously 6. Because um, 6 was just the nightmare that everyone hated. Um, and, you know, 5 wasn't uh, wasn't very well received as all, as well. Or at least not as well received. But hey, 6 made all the other games look like gold in comparison, I guess. Um... But yeah, like those are my last Resident Evils. I, I swear, it's the only two I had because it's the only two I've really ever played too. So um, apparently, I like Leon. Mm. I think he's funny. <laughs> um. So all right. Uh. So Pan, what's your first one? Um, I'm gonna go with Sunless Sea. Okay, I actually own this game. I have never played more than five minutes of it though. Okay, so it's it's a really interesting RPG, but um, it it does have some problems. Um, but anyway, so the the premise of this game is that uh, like sometime in Victorian era, there was an earthquake and London fell down into the abyss, and now people live down in that abyssal like pit and who have like never seen the sun like it lived down there for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of Cthulhu monsters and creepy shit all over the place. And you are just uh, someone with a boat trying to make your way in the world on the sunless sea. And it's it's like an old-timey computer RPG where you're, you get, like, some vague-ass instructions for a quest whose uh, destination may be somewhere on the other side of the world. You're not really sure, and, you you know, you just kind of bumble around the RPG until you, uh, until you complete enough quests to actually be able to do things. Yep. So, it's, it's so- yeah, it's very old-school RPG. 
Um, so mm. my uh, I can actually look at the stats because I actually own it on good old games. I played it for 18 minutes. That's all I did. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's not enough time ago. to really do anything. <laughs> no, um, it's not. The, the problem with this game is is one one of the things with it is that your boat is so damn slow. And I even, mm. like, installed some mods so that you have, like, extra money to buy, like, a better engine at the beginning of the game. And I installed another mod that made it so your boat goes twice as fast. This game is still fucking tedious to get anywhere. <laughs> and that's, that's part of this. That's part of it. It's a roguelike game. Uh, because there's yeah. all kinds of hazards out in the sea. There's all kinds of krakens and cthulhus and things. Um, uh, Mork, have you played it? No, I have not. Okay. I so, wish I yeah, did. The, there's all kinds of things that are just, like, unknowable terrors that you just have no possibility of fighting. There's stuff that can happen where, like, you just, you sail into, you sailed into the wrong port, and you disturbed a ritual, and you're just insta-killed. I love just um, the smattering of genres this thing has on good old games. RPG, yeah. action, strategy, indie, real-time strategy. Yeah, it's... <laughs> um, it is very rewarding whenever you make progress, but... Um, so, uh, I really, really just could not get over how tedious it was to like do anything, though. Because it takes a very long time to sail from one place to another. Okay. I did um, intend on playing this at some point again, and I've always said that, but it, I mean, it's been four years since I it started is, it. It is an interesting game. If it didn't have that, like, one fatal flaw, this would probably be one of my favorite games, but that, that flaw is just so awful. Um, I actually... So, back when my son was much, much younger, mm -hmm. I would actually, like, while I was feeding him, I would sit down for 20 or 30 minute, like, sessions to play this, and be like, okay, we've played for, like, 30 minutes, kid's done eating. And uh, now we're done. So I'd do mm. several sessions of playing this a day, and like it was still just too tedious, even though it was like something I could play with one hand while feeding the kid. Mm. So I just mm. I can't get through the tediousness of it. Apparently, they've made a, a uh, spiritual successor game where they've, they've kind of learned from their mistakes with Sunless Sea. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I think it's called Starless Skies or something. I don't want to butcher this. Yeah, it, 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 uh, I do remember something about that, yeah. Um, I know it's on my it's on my wish lists. Oh, by the way, okay. So the the developer is Fail Better Games. You can get it on uh, on um, Windows, iOS, Linux, PlayStation Four, and Nintendo Switch. And then the game that they also made, Sunless Skies. That's it. Yeah, Sunless Skies. Oh. Yeah. And there's and an expansion you're, you're... to uh, Sunless. Yeah. Seas as so well. sunless skies, you're you're flying around. I think a uh, a flying choo choo train or something. That yeah. looks like it. Yes, it does. Holy cow! Yeah, it's like Victorian steampunk in space with Cthulhu monsters. Okay, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and the the art style is very Lovecraft, especially for the characters. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very Victorian horror style stuff. Um, so, anyways, if you if you like ha regularly have like a, you know thirty minutes a day where you just want to you know kill some time, Sunless Seas is very atmospheric and very spooky, and all kinds of creepy stuff happens to you during it. But it's just so tedious to get to the interesting parts. Dear God, that monster! I'm looking at the. There's immediately a, just like a giant gaping maw of teeth. 
teeth in the trailer. Just like oh splash my. out for the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and like you sail into like all these like weird ass Cthulhu temples that are just abandoned or you see like skeletons at the bottom of the ocean or stuff like that. It's a really creepy, interesting game. I I'm starting like to this. learn that you're really into Lovecraftian stuff. Oh, I am. I am. I like unsettling mm. things. I don't like I don't like jump scary things. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I don't I don't like being outright scared, but being creeped out is okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I typed in fail on the search and I found everything. It said fail better or faster games. Fail Fail better. Okay. Fail yeah, better fail games. better games. Because uh, fail faster is actually a programming thing. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so, it's yeah. about test scenarios. The, the, the faster you fail, the more you can move on. Oh, okay. And learn from your mistakes and fix the program. So anyways, yeah. Uh, so let's see. I probably will be playing this at some point. I actually own it. And then I will probably pick up the expansion and maybe the sequel if I can get into it. Uh, the problem is, like, I talked about, like, ha having, like, oh, I don't know what I want to play. I can't get into anything. Like, I've picked up a ton of games. Like, I picked up Space Haven because uh, Hippo suggested it. I haven't even started it yet, but it looks so cool. Oh, yeah, I need to put that on my wish list. Because um, um, Space Haven is, like, RimWorld in space, but, like, more stuff. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> There's a lot of things I want to try and do, and I'm still just playing Monster Hunter on PC. Usually. Well, if you get into Sunless Seas, definitely get yourself a mod that makes the ship faster. I mean, technically it does make you a little bit better at outrunning some monsters that come to get you. But there's still mm -hmm. so many ways to die, it's not really that much of an edge, and all it does is shave off some of the tedium. Okay. I will keep that in mind. I normally don't like to mod things, but if it's quality of life i could see why definitely so um so sunless seas morgue do you got another one you'd like to talk about of course you do you have 10 we've done four dude so yeah well i'm i'm actually scratching some of them off the list and just keep them as honorable mentions um okay. you know what actually i think i'm make, gonna make that an honorable mention as well so i've actually scratched off three of them so far so, uh, yeah, I think maybe uh, now would be a good time to talk about uh, Bioshock. Really? That's horror? I don't well, know, I never played it. it's kind of spoopy. I mean, you okay. have to admit, if you're, like, in a... You're in, like, this weird underwater city, um, and it's loaded with, like, these um, creatures, or at least pe uh, people who are addicted to, like, this weird drug called Atom... Um, they, they've got, like, these weird glazed-over, glassy-looking, almost, like, dead eyes, and they've got, like, these mm -hmm. weird masks on half of them half the time. Um, you have to worry about big daddies and little sisters. Um, there's quite a, <laughs> there's quite a good number of jump scares in this game, and it's very easy to die in this game. You like, better watch out for those but... Adam Sandler movies. They'll get you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just picturing a big daddy where it's just an Adam Sandler just comes out all happy Gilmore. <gasps> Damn you, you Scuba a... Steve! 
just comes at you with like a skate and Sorry. destroys the child. I love Adam Sandler movies. That's all. When I think Big Daddy, I think of it, the Adam Adam Sandler movie more so. That's the one where Scuba Steve comes from. Damn yeah, you, oh Scuba God. Steve. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Which might, might work a, because that was a joke we we called my husband for a couple weeks, like early on in college. Yeah. Damn you, Scuba Steve. Steve. Yeah. Scuba Steve. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, uh, it makes sense, though, because, like, it's underwater, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, it's, yeah, it's underwater-themed, and, yeah, yeah, like, you've got, yeah, everybody knows about the big daddies, which are, like, those big, uh, yeah, basically the suit, whatever they are, guys with, like, yeah, the real arm. the deep diver sort of suit things that, mm-hmm. uh, if you're familiar with League of Legends, Nautilus is uh, is modeled after. And then you got like these freaky little goth Alita China doll girls that run around everywhere with like those big injector needles, and you're like, eh, oh yeah, eh, those old school eh, eh, eh. like nurse needles that are like seventy two gauge and yeah. glass. <laughs> the ones that are so big, like the hype, the needle is, like, as thick as your finger. It's like, oh, great. Oh, no, don't stick that in me. Uh, I don't like vaccines. Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um... Oh, no, Morg's a non-vaxxer! <laughs> <laughs> the real horrors came out hey, tonight! <laughs> hey, I got my tetanus shots, okay? Don't... Oh, dude. <laughs> now, don't associate I'm, I'm me with the crazies. I'm oh, kidding. Man. I don't like needles myself personally, and I didn't used to have a problem with it until I got my MMR shot. Then I have a problem with needles. Now yeah, I, do. I don't. I, I don't like that feeling. It's very uncomfortable. Like it, it, you can feel it going you, and it's kind of itchy. And if you move your Fun muscles story. the wrong way. Oh yeah. But about about uh, three weeks into my phlebotomy class, uh, which is the class where they teach you how to draw blood from people. Mm-hmm. I real I found out that I get nauseous when drawing blood. Mm. When you're drawing it's, blood, but yeah. not when you're getting the blood drawn from you. Nope, nope. Just when I'm doing it to other people. Oh, and it's it, um, it's apparently a well-known thing that's just like a, a physiological response that some people can't control. It's probably genetic. Hmm. hmm. Makes sense. Can't handle other people bleeding. All right. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, considering my profession. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. That sounds. That sounds extremely and, uh, inconvenient. It is. Um, I, I basically just have to be extremely aware of my own breathing and uh, keep my hands like rock ass steady. Hmm. That's they kind of pay funny. You more now, for that. They, they pay me pretty good. <laughs> Well, they will in a few weeks when I start my new job, but yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's kind of a funny, uh, there's, that's a yeah. stark difference to my, uh, my ex-wife who started as a phlebotomist before she became an RN. Um, her, I don't know, job before that was, while she was in school was a phlebotomist and, um, they called her the vampire because she was so good at drawing blood and so quick. Like, it's yeah, just funny. Yeah, see... Phlebotomy is a thing I don't enjoy doing. I kind of hate yeah. it. It's part of my job that I just have to do, but... Yeah. Yeah, apparently I get nauseous when doing it. I don't blame you, though. I'm, I'm not I'm not into taking people's blood. I'm not... <laughs> 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 like, Fortuan, uh, not a vampire. 
<laughs> no, I hate vampires. If I, if I was anything that wasn't human, I'd probably be a flump. Just, <laughs> just a little tiny jellyfish that talks to people. So full of empathy. <laughs> big, I'm stupid like, jellyfish. Hey, they're not big or stupid. They're quite intelligent. And they've got big googly it's eyes. A, it's a Mass Effect meme, Fortuan. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. There's Okay, so there are flumps in Mass Effect. There are? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and uh, there's there's this there's this scene where uh, Shepard is like arguing with one of them, and he just mm-hmm. like one of the renegade options you can you can insult it, and so he starts yelling at it that it's a big stupid jellyfish. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, I've never got in the Mass Effect. I just uh, it's space. I can't. Oh, but it's so good. Number two but had some space. of the best combat in the game. Uh, I loved that game. Here, you want to hear something awful? I, I say that about Dragon Age Two, and everyone hates me. But it's the only one I could actually stomach to play because the controls Dragon were so bad. Age. Yeah, yeah, I know. People oh. hate me for that opinion, but whatever. It's oh. what I had at the time. Holy cow, it is. You just shared a picture of it. It, it looks actually more like a, a man of war than anything. Yeah, it does look like a Portuguese man of war, but it's a psychic talking jellyfish. Awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Big Daddies. You haven't really talked much about the game. Um, Pan, have you played... This no, game, I, unfortunately, I, I have not. Um, it's it's on the like big list of video game crimes because I've never played Bioshock. And I'm sorry. I actually it's forgot okay. what it was until you said Bioshock. I'm glad you said the name Bioshock because I was like, that's why. Yeah, I, said I, have... I, I noticed you you forgot what it, we were talking about. I, no, I didn't forget no what we were talking about. I just forgot its name. Like I I don't I have such little care for Bioshock and it not insulting you Morgan. just for whatever reason nah, nah. some of these games are just like when they it was a lot of the xbox 360 era games that i just didn't get into i just like i don't care like i, I don't mm-hmm. know what it was with that time period but i was more into like games trying to be innovative and they were just more about hey look at our cool story and they weren't really innovating on gameplay too much yeah, basically selling pretty much like the same mechanics over and over and over again. Yeah. But trying to change it up by saying, oh, it's a different theme. But I mean, um, I'll be honest, I didn't play as much as you guys would think that I played. Um, I actually borrowed the copy of that game from, um, uh, from oh, the cousins. Okay. And then I, and then, you know, I gave it back to them after they lent it. Um, I kind of enjoyed it, but it was kind of freaky for the time that it was and for the age that I was. Um, yeah, it was very, um, very unsettling of a game to play when I when I first picked it up, and that's why I would definitely put it into the spoopy category because yeah, it was very now, unnerving. I do have an honorable mention. Um, I have one honorable mention. Because of I played it about as with what the level of years you're saying with Bioshock, where I mm-hmm. borrowed it or I played it at a friend's house or something who's really into it. I actually really find the series fascinating. I just know enough about it. It wouldn't be worth playing. And I'll just go ahead and say it now. De- um, Dead Space. Like, I think Dead Space is a good uh, is a good horror series for many reasons. And 
I just, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those games that just missed the train for me, and it was around the same time. Mm, I just yes. couldn't get into it. I think it's also part of it was, like, that's when I only had a Wii. Like, that was it. That's all I had. And I was super poor. Which, I mean, isn't really different. But, I mean, all I had was a Wii at that time. And, like, that's all I could play on. I had a PC, but, like, there wasn't a lot of things interesting me on the PC as well. That's when I actually ended up playing The Witcher 1 for the first time. And as much as people love Witcher 3, I don't think Witcher 1 is... I mean, yeah, it had its qualities, but it was also unsettling in some ways. <laughs> um, okay, so Bioshock, did you just play number one? Did you play, like, Infinite or... Um, I played Bioshock and 1, and I've also tried out Infinite, but... Um... I mean, Infinite was not bad, but I think the original Bioshock is probably the one that... No, I wouldn't really, say... Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that Infinite is really touching on horror or, you know, spoopiness that much. Mm -hmm. Whereas no, the original I, I can Bioshock, see how the old definitely. ones are. Yeah. Yeah. The older one was definitely a lot scarier. Mostly um, because it was, like, sort of like its own thing at the time, and it was very different. Well, different in the sense that I didn't know what to expect... But then after later Bioshock games come, came out, and I was kind of like, mm, I know what I'm getting myself into. It's not that scary. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, one of my games, uh, I'm actually going to talk about the two of them at the same time. Also by Capcom, uh, and they were made consecutive. So 1999 and 2000 is Dino Crisis 1 and 2. Um, Ooh. 2 is like the Resident Evil 4 where number one is like the Resident Evil 2 where number one is far more serious and actually kind of scary whereas two sort of leans more into the action portion of it but it still has its moments. Um, uh, so have you guys played Dino Crisis? It's nope. I remember Resident hearing no. about it but I don't, I've never played it. Yeah, it's I Resident Evil with it. dinosaurs. Oh Just my god, Just yes. zombies with dinosaurs. And... Oh. Uh, you play, uh, in the first one, you can only play one character, because that was kind of a thing for a while with those Capcom games. It's like you switch back and forth between characters. Resident Evil 1 and 2 did this. You had Leon and Claire. Or, was it Claire? I don't know. Um, yeah, you could play like, as Claire, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, number 4 was Leon and then Ada at times. And, yeah, whatever. You just, you had various characters, but... Um, Dino Crisis 1, you only had the one girl, and I don't remember her name, uh, but she's part of like a... Actually, no! Uh, you played as um, blonde hair doing number two, but you didn't... Didn't in number one. Anyways, sorry, I'm off track. Uh, the There's actually um, a lot of horror elements, to it, like jump scares and that kind of stuff, of different dinosaurs. Like, it's not uncommon for you to be walking through a room, and it's pretty predictable uh, once you, you know, get the hang of it, but like, oh, I got an important item, sudden T-Rex smashing through the wall and biting at you, like, <laughs> uh, so it, this, from what I can tell about this game, it's basically you're playing through Jurassic Park after the dinosaurs escaped. Kind of, yeah, so you're going back and trying to figure out what happened and why everything went wrong, you're sort of like a special force team, and then, of course, your helicopter crashes and you have to find a way to escape, so, yep, yep. Uh, there's actually a funny like uh, Easter egg slash glitch where you can play with one arm in the first one. There's actually, 
There's actually a scenario in which the very first Velociraptor can pin you down and tear off your arm, and you can heal enough fast fast enough through it to continue the game in one arm. And it's actually, I think, a, a later on, it ended up retroactively adding like challenges to it for one arm mode. Um, and it was like, wow, <laughs> why would you do that? Because like. Some of the guns require two hands and that kind of stuff, and it actually made it matter. It's like, why would it say it takes two hands? Like, you can't dual wield when you have one-handed weapons, so why is this... Ma- oh, you can have one arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really cool. You don't see a lot of dinosaur games these days, or really at all, and I don't really understand that, because dinosaurs are super cool, and I don't yeah. care what some people I know say. But <laughs> it's a regular argument in our uh, Gollicking chat about dinosaurs, and either A, they're stupid, or B, we love them. I, I don't <laughs> understand what Pagan's problem is, really. Also, it's not like dinosaurs and Ice Age animals are mutually exclusive. I mean, mm-hmm. they had a freaking Mastodon in the uh, Power Rangers, for God's sake. It's true. They did. He was the Black Rangers, Zoid. Yep, yep. And that's not racist because he was actually black in suit and race. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was. But, uh. I mean, the inclusion is not racist. It's a problematic show for many reasons. But, uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love, uh, I love having dinosaurs. And and Dino Crisis 2 is just more action-packed you actually your currency is actually different points for killing the various dinosaurs and uh dino crisis 2 actually introduced a lot of dinosaurs in the game that you wouldn't see in a lot of popular culture so obviously you're going to see t-rex velociraptor because those are like the big you gotta have those even if the velociraptor the velociraptor everybody sees is not the real velociraptor Uh, sorry no i know i that's that's what i know you know That's horrible. Because uh, my very favorite dinosaur is a Deinonychus, which is that size. I know, Just call it Deinonychus. Damn it. I know. But, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, because they're like six foot tall and ten foot long, which is basically what they have in the game. But yeah, they call them Velociraptors because Jurassic Park and popular media. For, um, for reference, Morg, for reference, actual Velociraptor was roughly the size of a chicken or a turkey. Yep. Oh, I knew about that. I was into dinosaurs like when I was like a baby. I uh, I think okay. there was well, one that might have actually been maybe bigger than Deinonychus. I think it was called Dromaeosaurus. There's see. a couple. Uh, Dromaeosaurus is big. Uh, there's Utah Raptor and Dakota Raptor. Mm-hmm. Those guys are both pretty big. Yep, and they're yeah. still they're still the same kind of dinosaur too. I think Dromaeosaurus yeah. was was a, a bit different. Yeah, there's all sorts of things they they screwed up in Jurassic Park that are still there. But uh, Dino Crisis 2 actually introduced some some, some uh, ancient reptiles and stuff that you wouldn't have seen in popular culture. Like, people know about Plesiosaur and that kind of stuff, but they don't know a lot about a Lasmosaur, which yeah. is the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised that people don't know about Elasmosaurus, because that's a long right. one. It was a cool one. Right. And he's and, bigger. And he's bigger. He had more teeth, and yeah, like they have elasmosaurs. They have uh, they have a Quetzalcoatlus. So like, do they have Chronosaur? Freaking giant one. 
Yeah, and instead of T-Rexes, they actually had a mid-level sort of boss that popped up a lot of time, which are Allosaurs, which, I mean, oh, Allosaurs okay. aren't really that unpopular, but you don't see them a lot in a, in a lot of things. And I actually like Allosaurs a lot. So, like, there's a lot of di- variety of dinosaurs in the second one um, that, that sort of make it worth it, but there's only, like, a small amount of jump scares in that one. You also end up having to fight a lot of ancient plants that are, like, active and like very deadly venus flytraps for some reason like i don't i don't know why they would be more active than an actual venus flytrap but hey you know whatever it's a game (laughs) um but yeah it both are very fun games um i think there's been rumors of a dino crisis remake um because of the resident evil 2 remake and the 3 remake coming out so i'm excited for that um but yeah so those are all Capcom. Those are all my Capcom games because those are most what I played that were kind of spoopy in quotations. Like I didn't, I didn't get into a lot of horror stuff. Um, I will say one other honorable mention real quick is Diablo One. Um, I don't know if anyone who didn't shit their pants when you open up the door to the butcher and he goes, "Ah, oh, fresh meat." Like, that I don't is know, scary because there's no talking in the game until that point. <laughs> that is oh, that was man. actually a scary fight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, you get over the horror in Diablo 1 pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty creepy. Anyways, uh, so Morg, I think we should do one of yours, and then Pan, we'll, we'll do yours and sort of sandwich yours in there, I think. Sure. I think we'll pick a casual one, Plants vs. Zombies. Really? That's not, I mean, okay. Oh, it's scary, man. Those Those zombies, they're coming for your brains. And all you have to protect I mean, you are it, your plants. It works in the sense that it's zombies, but like, are you ever actually stressed or tension of anything from the zombies? Like, they're cute, aren't they? Not really. They're kind of butt ugly, but oh, the disco yes, zombies uh, ugly, are but like, scary. But like, you ever cute, had to like deal how, with the disco how zombies? How bulldog is cute. It's like it's so ugly. It's cute, kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Those cute. those disco zombies and like the, the the zombies with the tin bucket on their head, uh, or the football zombies. Now that's scary. They move fast. They have heavy armor. It it takes a lot to be able to take one of those guys down. Uh, no, you just put uh. out the frozen peas and you're good. Nothing can beat the frozen peas. The frozen True. peas are pretty good. And then there's I think what is it? Uh, the those little bonfire stumps. Those guys are yeah. pretty good, especially when you got like a rapid fire pea shooter and they just light the peas on fire, and you're just like, "Yeah, max damage, baby." Um, Ford, um, is is Morg okay? I, I'm having no. a hard time no, imagining Morg being stressed about plants versus zombies, like Morg Same being here. like, "Oh this game, shit, this game the was football very stressful. zombie! I can't take I... it! I gotta quit!" Ah! <laughs> There have been days where I'd be so frustrated with this game, I'd be like, that's it, I'm done. But, like, it's, but it's actually... Frustra- <laughs> there have been, like, times where it was, like, I'd cut it so close that I'd be like, oh my god! And I'd, like, it would be, like, down to the wire, and I'd be hoping that I would be able to beat those zombies. Um, there were, like, some um, party games, I think. Well, one of them in particular the bonus game the one where you had to smash the jars and you had to hope that they were not full of zombies but they actually had plants in them so then that way you could put them wherever you needed them to be that is actually my favorite mode that is my favorite mode 
I've gotten to like the. I've I've gotten like a thirty-five streak on that. That mode is terrifying. I can't handle it. It's actually scary. That's actually another one of the games that I used to play when my son, uh, when my son needed to be like awake and eating every like hour and a half. I just like mindlessly play that. <laughs> it was especially bad when you like smash one to open it and it was a zombie with like the jack in a box that would blow up and then it would like blow up all the rest of the jars and most of them would just be zombies and you'd be like, oh no, I have to act really fast and I don't have time because I'm panicking. Oh my god. Yeah, Plants vs. Zombies was... I find this nothing spoopy other than the fact that they're zombies. But, like, even then, like, they're not really that terrifying. Like, I sure, I'll get you. I I agree. The game could get stressful, but, like... 4-1. I have type 7 ADD. That is the anxiety-based one. When I feel anxiety, it is at its height. I'm like, all right. You know, I when you feel, uh, I'm like, ah! I can't, I can't argue because it's supposed to be subjective as well. Like, I guess if you feel that that's spoopy. <laughs> it is a spoopy game. Do okay. not underestimate Plants vs. Zombies. It's terrifying. I mean, with achievements like Disco is Undead, Hypnotize the Lead Dancer Zombie, I guess. Alright. Those... <laughs> I've gotten every achievement in that game. Those At Disco Zombies. At least a few zombies. times over. The disco zombies are not something to mess with. They can put like three in a in a in a row, and then they put like two more in each other column, and you're like, oh my god! And it just builds up if you can't kill them fast enough. It just gets worse. The, I last played this game eight years ago. Wow. I might just reinstall it onto my PC because I've actually got the disc for it. What the hell? A disc? Yeah, I've got the I've got a down I've got like the game disc for Plants vs. Zombies. I'm actually gonna take a picture of this and send it to I you. I have guys, the game disc yeah. for Witcher One still. I have a lot of discs from you know, that age and back. Cause I, I'm very a very much a stubborn um adopter of the digital era. I still buy most of my stuff physically. Oh, yeah, so like I, 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 you know, I'm not one who can really ca- throw this stone because my husband and I have something close to like 500 CDs in our CD collection. Hmm. He's not yeah, shaking see, I, his head at me, so I must be close. <laughs> I, uh, I still buy CDs, and people were like flabbergasted with me like five years ago at one of my jobs when I was talking about that. Well, because I can't listen to an MP3 in my car yet. I have an old enough car that a CD is the most modern thing in it. What's um, wrong with disc-based games? There's nothing. There's wrong nothing with those. wrong with it. There's just you know, it's old. We're old, Morg. Yeah, we're all just a bunch of you know, miserable geezers, I guess. I'll just uh, go back to my Percocets and and uh, Percocets. fight Alzheimer's. <laughs> Percocets. Oh my hip! Oh, he's taking it for his arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anytime someone says my hip, it cracks me up because of <laughs> the, the Bushido blade. <laughs> Bushido blade stuff. Yeah, sure enough, that's a Plants vs. Zombies disc. Holy cow. Yep, I still... All right. Holy shit. Um, okay. 
Uh, so Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, Pan. That game is rated E10 for fuck's sake. <laughs> I know. It could terrify yeah. children. You have no idea what kind of what kind of scarring and emotional trauma it could build. You know what? I'm I'm gonna stop judging. I really am. <laughs> At least I'll stop audibly judging you. I might still be judging you. I'm just not gonna be pushing my push to talk button. Oh, don't <laughs> don't do that. Yes, I, I have seen how much Pan does not use that push to talk button when we played uh, Jack in the Box the other night. <laughs> no, no, that was me. At, yeah, my husband kept talking to me about shit. Oh, uh, yeah, is uh, Doug and I were playing with you, and it was just like we were like, "What is she saying? Is it about us? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was it's fun. so judgmental. It was a good night. Oh, man. Okay, so Plants vs. Zombies. Pan, what's your next one? Okay, um. Did I forget? Did I ever talk about Echo the Dolphin? Did I talk about that game in a previous podcast? You did? I might have. Um, you did. I think it was Action Adventure. That's right. Okay, so Echo the Dolphin. It's spooky as crap. It is. Um, it is hella spooky. Yeah, so, you know, for the uh, recap, you are a dolphin who gets uh, lost in space and time because aliens abducted your uh, family, and you have to go on adventures through time to prevent the aliens from ever coming to Earth, uh, and uh, eventually you have to fight this, like, giant floating alien head that looks like, um, that looks like the aliens, uh, it looks like an alien and a predator on crack. Ooh. Mm. Um, hang on, I'll pull up mm. a picture of it. I should have had a picture sooner. I'm going to have to see this. I still say one of the weirdest looking bosses is the final boss of EVO. The amoeba penis. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's not spooky. It's just weird. Alright, this is the final boss of Echo the Dolphin. Oh. That yeah, you're just, oh, you're just swimming goodness. in this void. And that's, yeah, you have to fight that giant alien head. Uh, but yeah, you go on, like, adventures through time, and, like, you go back to, like, the beginning of all life, and there's this, um, there's a giant DNA strand that, like, psychically speaks to you and tells you, uh, how to defeat the aliens. Jeez. Um, that and, is, like, that is absolutely terrifying looking. Holy cow. Yeah, and I don't remember, like you're that. a dolphin, and you do have to breathe. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's all these, like, little platforming puzzles you gotta solve. Platforming, you know, underwater. You don't actually do jumps. Well, you do some jumps. Um, and if uh, the longer you're underwater, the less oxygen you, your little oxygen meter starts going down. And you will eventually die if you don't surface to breathe somewhere. Hmm. It Hang looks on, I'm like... trying to find another thing. <laughs> Morg, Morg is, uh... Is not happy with the amoeba penis. I don't like amoeba penis. <laughs> it's got a hole in the center of it. Eww. It's the nucleus, man. Where's okay, the mitochondria? So like these, giants, these giant sea crabs like jump out of nowhere and attack you sometimes in Echo. Let me get a picture of one of them. Because you go back in time, so there's all these like primitive like crabs and trilobites and... Uh, Nautiluses and stuff. Yeah. Because you go back to, like, the Triassic period. 
ew. Okay, I just saw the amoeba penis monster. Yeah, that's the final boss of EVO, Search for Eden. Oh, yeah. Oh. I can see how those are creepy. Spider crabs? Yeah. 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 Most, yeah, yeah, they're spider crabs. That's exactly what they are. Spider mm -hmm. crabs are a real thing for those listening. They um, got yeah, gangly just... long legs. And they're massive. Yeah. They're they're massive. They're like 20 feet spans of leg spans or something like that. They're yeah. huge. Oh. Uh, yeah, so those things just jump out of the background and attack you. So Not yeah, cool. Echo the Dolphin. It's a uh, it's a very jumps it's a very spooky game. Uh and the music is really like creepy too. Um I will kind of die on the hill that Echo the Dolphin video game music started the vaporwave music. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh god. There's anime fan art of the amoeba penis. Just what? Of course there is. What? Why? Dude, what? Um, let me tell you something unfortunate about the internet, Fortuan. I've been on it just as long. I just, I, I'm still surprised. Like that. Like, I mean, it doesn't look like it, but... See, here's Bowbox, the thing. This, that's this stupid, This stupid Tumblr fan art thingy looks less suggestive and phallic than the actual thing. I know, which is, you know, what you wouldn't expect. That's extra weird. <laughs> <laughs> it actually looks well, pseudo E rated. Yeah, it looks appropriate to the rating of the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like you know, it's not. You know, I won't say so, it. All right. So, anyways, Echo the Dolphin. That is uh, that is one of my other spooky games. And then I remembered another one while we were talking. But you guys can continue, and I will wait for my next turn. Okay, well, I will say that, um, once again, a, a small shout-out, because we have talked about e, uh, EVO. Uh, we were talking about the Amoeba Penis, which is just funny. But, like, there are parts of that game that freaked me out, especially in the beginning. Like, the very first battle with the shark, um, that's scary because how hard that battle is com in comparison to your power level. Um, and the creepy music that happens a lot of the time, the dun 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 <laughs> like like uh there's a lot of spooky parts of that game but overall i would say it's more adventure um so um my final one is left for dead and left for dead is creepy at times especially with the witches um have either of you two played left for dead i'm very familiar nope. with left for dead yes so the witches are actually like super scary and creepy and they actually mm -hmm. have this high strings and horror music going on. So like that part can be spooky, especially if you're playing by yourself. But uh, the the spookiness of this game gets diluted when you're playing with friends. And it's one of the very few games in my history that I've actually regularly been able to have a full group of people to play with. Um that I talk about my college friends a lot that I still have contact with, but there was another group of people that I heard that they were playing this game. And I was like, Oh, I just picked that up. And like, so we ended up, I haven't spoken to them since college, but like during college, the, these guys and I played uh, left for dead together. And I was an amazing. It was a blast the whole time until they patched the game, which gave it a cool down on the melee, which then it wasn't much of a blast, and then I don't like Left 4 Dead 2 because of it. But Left 4 Dead is a pretty solid, like, uh, if you're by yourself, a pretty spooky game. Especially when the witches are, are involved, because if those one of those things catch you, 
and you're relying on the stupid AI NPCs to save you, you're done. Like, you're just done. <laughs> that witch will kill you. Um, and it's just like, they're just like, I don't know. The, the, the witches, the way they're just hunched over and crying and it, it's like pretty, pretty classic, like creepy pasta stuff that they put in there that is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say on that one for, because I, I saw that more of an action game for me. Um, but then again, it, zombies can be creepy. So there we go. Um, uh, let me write down Echo. And then, what do you have, Morg? Well, since we're coming to the to the very end of it, um, I'm just mm -hmm. going to list out all my honorable mentions. Sure. Um, so, okay. So, Call of Cthulhu, the 2018 game that I played on PS4. That one is okay. a, that one's a really good spoopy game. Doki Doki Literature Club because it, it quickly turns yeah, into a we creepy talked about pasta. That. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Subnaut mention that because we talked about it like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Subnautica because holy mm -hmm. crap, the creep factor in that game is just intense, especially when you're like in like the deepest recesses of that game in the black abyss, and then a warper comes in and teleports you out, and you get crushed by the water pressure or like just torn to pieces by the warper. Uh, absolutely terrifying. And then, uh, Prey also is in my honorable mentions because it's kind of like, um, Half-Life combined with, like, certain elements of, like, you know how in D&D &D there's mimics? Uh-huh. Well, think of it like this where you have, like, these, uh, se uh, sentient super killer aliens that can transform into random objects. Hmm. And you have to okay. worry about those, and then, um, and then there's also like larger aliens that you have to worry about that, but they're all like these weird black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about Prey. Mm -hmm. Scary game. Um, so yeah, with with all the honorable mentions out of the way, because I, because we've either discussed them in length or I haven't played enough of well, one of them, Prey. I haven't gotten far enough in that game to really talk in depth about it. Um, I think, uh, the last game that I can talk about is The Last of Us, which you can play on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, and, you know, it's, it's pretty much the zombie apocalypse, but it's with Cordyceps virus, um, and you play as, uh, Joel and Ellie, who are, like, pretty much, like, the only survivors that you have, um, in this post-apocalyptic world, and then, of course, it's... It kind of fits the same themes as, um, uh, oh, shoot. How did I forget that series? It was a, it was a graphic novel series, and it was also the TV show, uh, which one was it again? I'm oh, not no, my, sure. my memory is failing me. Oh, no, Pan, you mentioned it before. What? <laughs> the which one was it? In. Oh no, my brain. I can't remember. Zombie Apocalypse. It was uh there's a graphic novel for it and there the Walking was also Dead. Hmm, yes. Oh yes. That's it started as a comic book. It did not start as a game and then they made a graphic novel. It was a comic book for like years. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um so yeah. Um 
Last of Us. Uh, I don't know what there is really to say other than it's a really good uh, third-person shooter. Um, clickers are terrifying. There's a lot of, like, um, combat elements to the game where um, you have to avoid um, getting caught. Like, there's a lot of melee stuff that you don't want to get involved in. Um, people, I think, are the only things that you can really get into a fist fight with. But, I mean, like, if you get attacked by, like, a clicker or a zombie, you're pretty much dead. Um, playing as Ellie, holy crap, some of those parts are just absolutely scary, especially when you're, like, in, like, air vents and stuff like that, and you're trying to, like, crawl away from zombies. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Um, it kind of also has, like, elements of, uh, I Am Legend mixed in with it, if anybody okay. knows what I mean. Where, like, oh, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, you guys, you guys know what I mean, right? Where like Ellie um, is like the uh, the only one who's like resistant to uh, like the cordyceps in this, kind of like how um, Will Smith was like resistant to uh, the zombie virus in the uh, the apocalypse that he had to deal with, um, and then you're just trying to get them to safety or whatever. Um, yeah, I love that <laughs> game. Really good game. Super scary, terrifying. Clickers will be the bane of me. That's mm -hmm. all I can really say about that game. Clickers. Yeah. Just <laughs> mushrooms with a mouth on them, and they just go... Whatever. All I can and think of is cookie like, clicker. brick. Yep. Yeah, I... I played that... I played that game, and I actually, you know, finished it. I just... It didn't... I don't know. For that one, it was so middle of the road for me. Like, <laughs> I just didn't care, like, at the end. And, you know, number two coming out, and of course, people are excited, and I'm just like, eh. Number two really? is nothing to write home about. We can forget about number two. Yeah. It's not that Why? big of a deal. It really isn't. The best The best of the last Why of do you? I'm surprised you... I, I'm very surprised you agree with me. No, that is not usual. Okay. Well, no. Cool. no. You, you only ever really need to play the first one with The Last of Us. The Last of Us 2, with all the leaked footage, I mean, it does not look like it's very impressive. Even if it's coming out on PS5, it's not that big of a deal. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Them spicy opinions, huh? Yep. All right. The Last of Us. All right, uh, Pan, you said you thought of the third? Okay, well, yeah, um, the, the Walking Dead Telltale game. That's right, you were talking about that. Yeah, I was talking about earlier. that before we were recording. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, also, uh, just uh, I'm not really a fan of the ones that came after it. I don't know, they just didn't have that punch. Uh, but the, uh, the original Walking Dead Telltale game where you're Lee and you're taking care of Clementine... That... Season one, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, season one or whatever, yeah. Um, that game was, like, one of the most intense video game story experiences I've ever had. Uh, my husband, well, he was my boyfriend back then, but my, my husband and I, we just basically stayed up for an entire day. You know this was back in college. <laughs> yeah. We stayed up for an entire day uh, just playing that, like, start to finish I think we, we, like, got to the end at around, like, 5 a.m. We were just both so emotionally and physically drained, and it was just so amazing and intense, that ending. 
Which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't played it, because you really need to go out and play it and experience the, the horror of trying to keep Clementine alive during the apocalypse. Yeah. I I get the idea of, like, how that could be stressful just because of Telltale Games and themselves and how things go. Like, um, with yep. my experience with their Batman game, like... Things went wrong that I never wanted to go wrong in that one, too. Like, <laughs> things went yeah. way wrong at times. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, now, also, the first time we played through it, we were we were both still kind of under the illusion that, like, you actually have a choice. You don't really. The the, the ultimate, like, yeah. way the story ends doesn't really matter, which, which kind of upsets me about those games. Because I feel like that would have really elevated them. But yeah, uh, the The Walking Dead season one by Telltale Games. I think it came out in like two thousand twelve. Yes, yes. Uh, the the first yeah the episodes were released between April and November of two thousand twelve. I remember hmm. um, at the time when those were new, episodic games weren't really a big thing. Um, yeah, still not yeah. really. But like they're more common now than they used to be. Sort of, you know, people sort of got the, uh, I don't know, got the impression that um, that was get, it's getting better. But, like, it was, like, such a big controversy. It's like, what, I didn't pay for the whole game? Like, what what, what the hell? And you actually mentioned that with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake recently. Yes. Um, yeah, and, I, and I've been playing that for one of the other shows I'm going to be doing and I, I, I get it. I get it because like, there's going to be a point where I'm like, shit, it ended like a cliffhanger. Uh, and I know it's coming and I feel yep. like that could, could hurt the game in some way. Um, and I'm sure, but did, did telltale wrap, did wrap that first season up ni- nicely or was it much oh, of yeah. a cliffhanger? Um, okay. it, I mean, it wrapped it up as well as not, as anything in the walking dead gets wrapped up. Um, I don't know the current status of the comic because I haven't followed it in a few years. I was I was way big into the comic mm-hmm. for a long time, um, but uh, Robert Kirkman, I think that's the guy who wrote. It. I know his last name's Kirkman. Uh, Robert Kirkman, who's the comic writer, he wanted to write. He pitched The Walking Dead as a comic book about the zombie apocalypse, but at the end of every zombie apocalypse story, like they make it to like the place where uh, the the military has quarantined away the zombies. Or, uh, you know, they, they find, they find like, a permanent shelter or whatever. And Kirkman pitched the, uh, the original Walking Dead comic as, there is no end to the apocalypse. This, the, yeah. There is no permanent shelter from this. Okay. So, uh, I mean, so the Walking Dead Telltale game resolved it about, about as well as anything in the Walking Dead ever gets resolved. And like I said, I haven't kept up with the comic, because it's, this co- the comic was going for a very long time. And they may mm-hmm. have actually actually resolved it uh, at some point in the comic, but I don't know. Hmm. And I don't I don't care to look it up because I do want to actually finish reading the comic someday. Okay. So I swear to God, feel- if you if you answer that for me, I will I will not be happy. <laughs> I don't know because I don't do Walking Dead, but hopefully you're spoiler free. It's like me with Scooby Doo Apocalypse. I will finish that comic eventually. Scooby Doo Apocalypse, you say? Yes. That's a thing. 
yes, it is. And I own the first 10 issues. I was more of like an Ash versus Evil Dead kind of guy, personally, because, I mean, let's face it, Bruce Campbell. I mean, how can you beat that? Morg, I'm going to link to you the comic book cover. I'm going to have to see this. I can't wait. Oh, boy. I freaked out about it a year ago, Pan. You probably remember. I was like, this is a thing, guys. And I posted about it quite a bit in our D&D thing. Um, gosh, I was so stoked. Oh, my gosh. I like this. I can get behind this. Look at him. Look at Shaggy there. He's he's such a homeboy. Like he he's like um What's the That word is the most for? maximum hipster beard I've ever seen. Yeah, he's oh, very hipster. Yeah. He's actually uh Scooby-Doo's handler. And it's it's weird. Scooby-Doo is part of a uh, a secret scientist like initiative and he's the oh. first first in his kind to be like intelligent dogs. Uh, he's um he's he's uh, he's like the talking dogs in Starship Troopers, the book, not the movie. <laughs> yes, yes, the the book. I do remember those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the book, they reference that they they've basically made psychic dogs, and uh, there's like this there's like this department in the military that gets bonded to these dogs to be the dog handlers. Yeah, and he's the dog That's handler. So badass. Um, Neat. Uh, he's a dog handler. Um, uh, Velma is part of the secret, uh, secret scientist society that it sort of caused the apocalypse. And she's uh -huh. almost in, almost directly responsible. And she struggles with that, um, throughout the comic. Um, Velma or not Daphne is an investigative reporter, uh, that was trying to crack the case on the illegal stuff that company was doing before the apocalypse with Freddie being her cameraman that proposes to her uh, every other day, pretty much is in love. Yeah. With Lol. My, my one problem with this is that Velma is also a redhead. Eh, maybe it's like, a yeah, very, I mean, I, you know, some of the art, she's more, more Burnett, but yeah, that one, she does look very much like a redhead. Maybe it's just the line. Yeah, I, really, I really like the, the robot Scooby-Doo thing. Yeah, it's it's an enhancement that helps him talk. Yep, of uh, course. Emote, actually. Um, since he doesn't have, like, eyebrows. Um, I could read this. I could get behind this. This looks pretty good. There's a better picture to see, like, he actually has emotes that come out of that thing. <laughs> lol i like this a lot yeah it's it's pretty good but it's it's a far more serious than i expected it to be too but yeah anyways <laughs> spoopy which i wouldn't consider scooby-doo apocalypse spoopy but um do we have any other games to talk about um uh, i've got a couple of uh shout outs sure Okay, uh, first one is Catherine. That's kind of an oldie. Oh, yeah, the one where he's trying to cheat with... Decide to cheat or not to cheat with Catherine. I mean, there's a lot going on. That that game's really trippy and stressful. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I saw the completionist thing on it. I didn't really play it myself. Yeah, so Catherine is a uh, puzzle platformer by Atlas Games, and it's got this really weird psychological uh, sort of drama going on with this guy who uh, is afraid of committing to his girlfriend who just told him that she's pregnant, and then he is starting to fall in love with this weird lady. Also named Catherine. Also, yeah, they, and she has the same name as his girlfriend. Um, we never really got through it because, well, I, I just watched my husband play it, um, and I was in it for the yeah. story, and he just kept getting too stressed out by the puzzles, so we he quit playing it. <laughs> I, um, uh, I heard there was also a DLC that added a third Catherine into the story. Also. Oh, yay. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just like, that, that seems so contrived. Um, so yeah, uh, honorable shout out to Catherine. Um, honorable shout out to I Have No Mouth But I'm a Scream or And I'm a Scream Yes, we, um, that yeah. is absolutely a spooky disturbing unsettling and scary game it's just yeah. I've already yep. talked about it mm-hmm. yeah it was a good one yeah I won't play it but I was very intrigued <laughs> yeah and that's that's totally fair it's a very disturbing uh, game um, and then the other one, um, see, I wouldn't, I didn't want to talk about this one because it's not all that scary and stressful. But we got, for fuck's sake, we have Plants vs. Zombies. Yep. I don't and, know. Uh, More just like open the floodgates, yeah, kick down so, the doors. Yeah, Graveyard the Keeper. <laughs> okay. Graveyard Keeper. Um, it is technically, it's like a farming crafting game. Uh, very mm-hmm. much in the vein of Stardew Valley. Except that uh, the protag- at the very beginning, the very opening cutscene, the protagonist dies, and he wakes up in this like medieval countryside ta- uh, village, at- where he has apparently been uh, I'm trying to remember the word uh, like conscripted to be the the guy who handles the town corpses. Hmm. Okay. And so he is basically trying to figure out what ma- what actually happened to him and try to figure out, like, whatever spell or magic he needs to cast to get back home. And there's, like, there's, of course, witch burnings and inquisitions going on, and there's all kinds of other spooky stuff going on in the town um, because it's been many years since they've had someone to bury all the corpses. Oh. That sounds uh, disturbing. It, it, yeah, is, it, is the it, way that it's you put disturbing, it. um, especially with the Stranger Sins DLC, which kind of expands a lot of the NPCs. Uh, someone bought me Graveyard Keeper with all the DLC for Christmas, and I, I loved it. I played the crap out of it. Uh, so yeah, that game's a nice, fun, spooky game. It's also very Stardew Valley-like, if you like the mechanics in Stardew Valley. Ah. And you can find it on basically any system. Excellent. Okay. Um, Graveyard Keeper. All right. Um, but that one's just a shout out, right? So. Yeah, that was just a quick I, shout out. So that leaves us with eleven. There's actually one um, that I was going to talk about tonight, um, because it is a dealing directly with horror and stress and that kind of stuff. But I'm not going to talk about it because I actually it's going to come up in my next topic for next time and that is um i want to do the roguelikes that we've been talking about for a while yay i am i am much more into this genre than i ever thought i was Um, cool and the reason being and oh spoilers for next week but it works as a shout out for this week uh darkest dungeon 
Darkest Yay! Dungeon is eldritch horror, lots of other horror, stress, insanity. Like, it's the whole nine yards, and you lose people doing it. My best friend has been pushing me to get that game for months, and I just keep not. Um, so I'm intrigued. You should... Uh, you should ask Jesse if he he could find. I don't know if Jesse was even involved, but his 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 job, the escapist, just did a documentary on it. Amazing documentary on that game. Now I was aware of that game beforehand, but um, just like a behind the scenes of how it was made was really cool. Um, it's a really good game. Um, I own it on GOG, Steam, Switch, and PS4. I own it four is, different ways. Is there a platform you would recommend most for it? The one I would recommend the most is a tie between, well, PC and Switch. I wouldn't recommend it on PS4. The Switch, because of the portable stuff, so you can play it a little bit more free as you go. But if you really want to sit down and immerse yourself in it, go for the PC. All right. Uh, it's on, on both my Switch and uh, computer wish list right now. Okay. I'm keeping my awesome. wish list updated in case my friends decide to buy me something for my birthday next week. <laughs> not you. Alrighty. Not you. My my rich friends. Ah, yes. The Your rich, rich friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> you the hear that, that rich uh... friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you like hear that, that Brent? I don't, I don't oh, think Brent oh, listens to this. Oh, 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 yeah. Specific call, call out. out. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. That was hilarious. Okay. Um, well, I think that about does it for tonight, folks. Um, we've been consistently going under two hours. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty to... decent. Um, I so think yeah, we've gotten uh, better at summing ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, some of these games, as much as... like. It would be awesome for all of us to have experience in them and have a dialogue on them. Sometimes that's just not the case. And that's part of the reason why I ended up getting like eight different games to play because they were new, like RimWorld and that kind of stuff. And like, I actually enjoy quite a bit of them. Like, I think the one I got into the, the, the hardest that I was just like, I don't know why I admit, like, I don't, I would have never played this hadn't you not suggested it. Pan was banished. Like, I've, I've got to like a what a, a community that's like eighty years old now or something. Oh my god! Good job. <laughs> no, like not I, dying? I think usually once you get past about year ten or twenty, you can probably keep it pretty stable if you don't have any supernatural disasters. I turned those off because I was still learning. Yeah, so. super <laughs> comma natural, not super hyphen hyphen natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I turned off natural disasters because uh, when I didn't have it off, and I was like, I'm doing well. Tornado destroys half my city. Well, this is just fucked. Like, <laughs> I can't do anything about. It. I don't have enough people to recoup. Um, I actually started denying nomads at this point because it's just like you're not worth the the time. Yep. 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 The other thing like, is nomads are uneducated, but like if you have enough schools to go around, then like your your birth rate just gives you a steady stream of educated workers who are so much more efficient. Yep, yep. I'm regularly hitting seventy and eighty residents, you know, that are active, and then like Good. sixty or so like kids, and then like twenty in school because I haven't built a second school. 
<laughs> yeah, um, usually what I do is whenever the school starts getting to about 80% capacity is I build another one. That way I can keep, like, mm. very high level, like, literacy rates. Okay. I'll probably walk, think about doing that. Yeah, they walk faster, and I think they have fewer accidents in the mines, but I could be wrong on that. I don't actually have a lot of miners uh, yet. I, I have mines, but I don't. I only ever have, like, three people in them. Uh I actually focused a lot on hunting and fishing and that kind of stuff just to keep the food levels high because that was ended up being my big downfall was people starving a lot of the time. And because okay. I got I got too big for my own britches on like houses a couple yep. times. So yep. I, yep. I learned to sort of build one house at a time, stabilize the food, build one house, stabilize the food. OK, I need to build a second one of these because I need more of them. That kind of stuff, and it's it's worked out pretty well. Like it's slow and steady, but I think it's breached eighty years. Bartwat, nice. Bartwat, and of course Lord, you should play this Ross game. Center. Oh, I will. I will. I promise. I pinky promise. I made it into Iceborne content, Morg. <gasps> Thank goodness. Yes. How I far soloed in? Xeno Jiva. Oh, I'm in the second star of. I, I've been farming a lot. Mm. I made Baroth armor. Good. Wait. Not Baroth. Baroth. The mud one. Master rank Baroth armor. Yes. Hmm. I'm a lancer. It makes sense. Okay, yeah, that does make sense. Because, yeah, you do have, like, those good defensive skills for it. Oh, boy. Yep. But, funny story is, I've also got back into Civ because... Doug and I started playing it. I had so much fun playing with Pan and Doug the other night. I asked Doug, like, I knew you were you were uh, DMing last night, Pan, so I didn't ask you. But I was like, Doug, what games do you play? Let's play something together. Yo, you just how... mentioned you played it with me, and then you said you didn't play it with me. <laughs> no, no, no. Thursday, yeah. <laughs> we played... Sorry, I got my words mixed up. Uh, Thursday, you, me, and Doug played Jack in the Box. Yeah. And then... Last night, I was like, oh, I had so much fun doing that. I asked Doug if he had any games because I knew you were DMing. That's so, right, yeah. And then we played Civ. And then that, then you were like, you guys are playing Civ. I'll join next time. And then uh, Phoenix also said she'd join. So I was like, yes. Yeah, Civ 5 Civ is my games. jam. I like it. I am terrible at it. Um, although he was having a lot of fun, the fact that I was getting really, um, aggressive with the Incan Empire and I'm Montezuma, I was the Mayans. I was like, you built two near next to me. He's like, uh, we were playing a team, I guess. I'd never done that before. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to attack these people. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And I destroyed him with like three turns, just took the city, annexed it, like took the happiness away. He's like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and uh, check out some of those spiffing Brit videos and then uh, test out some of those cheeky exploits. Mm, yes. Because those See, are hilarious. Morg, this is why I'm afraid to play games with you. You love exploits. <laughs> I can't help it. I oh, love them. There are some really stupid, fun exploits for Civ Six uh, that spiffing Brit shows off. Oh my god, they're mm. so funny. I have Civ Six. I have. I don't like it. Uh, at least I didn't like my initial impression. My my husband also hated Civ Six until uh, an, one of the expansions came out. Mm. Okay, so the the first two expansions, the first two expansions fixed a lot of problems he had with it, and now it's a lot more fun. 
Do you still lose builders? Yes, and you just have to live with that. Uh, it's just a completely different sort of game balance. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and you have to build buildings on certain tiles now. Yep, and, and actually that's fun. It's really fun balancing that. Okay. Or unbalancing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. This is Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter Subpod. Um, we'll be talking about uh, roguelike games next week, including Darkest Dungeon. Kind of spoiled that already, but like, really, is that a surprise that we're going to talk about roguelikes? I mean, come on. Darkest yeah, we've been Dungeons. talking about talking about them for months. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> and apparently it's something that we're all into, which should be a good episode then, because like, we can all oh, yeah. talk a lot about Yay. this stuff. Um, uh, you're going to see a lot more Ecos coming out. Uh, for the D&D BTS stuff. Um, I'm thinking about rewriting a lot of my old ones to sort of beef up a per- portfolio. Or near, not rewriting, but necessarily fixing the grammar and mistakes in them and that kind of stuff. And updating their formats so they're not just long paragraphs. But, more uh, Fortwan. Yeah? Are you going to have LGBTQ orcs? You know, I'm going to avoid <laughs> Yeah! I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I, uh, trying to mess I, with you. <laughs> I, and I'm not saying, like... But I want to keep... For the most part, I want to keep the works in their original form and ideas. I just know. fix the grammar. But yeah. Everybody I'm not, remember... I'm not going to be... Remember gonna be, the sexually I might do an LGBTQ works. post at one point being like, Hey, here's how you add the these social structures... And to various races I've done before. I might do that at some point. <laughs> that might be a good thing to do. Like an extra article. Cause it like, is very PC of you. I, I am definitely all for this. Yes. If I ever get the drive to do... Well, I mean, I'm a pretty fairly accepting guy. Like, when that came up, I had a serious dialogue with one of our friends about it. And I was like, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm like... No, I'm not saying you're attacking me. I'm just saying, like, you know, for Morgan audiences may not know like i live with some very intolerant people on such things very intolerant and they're not going to change their ways and despite how much i say that they should um but like you know like um i live in nebraska i get the picture (laughs) yeah um and i don't think that's cool i think we should all be able to be friends and have discussions and Two things, regardless of what you're into, unless it's murdering people, I might have a problem with that. But <laughs> the only people I but... don't like are bigots, and they should be hung. See, that's the problem, Morg. You can't just attack people. I am a bigot against bigots. I am anti-bigot. Right. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. All that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where's Morg gonna be come... now? <laughs> yeah, gear out slaughtering out white supremacists. And Morg is slaughtering white supremacists on, yeah. On I was going to say, uh, I'm pretty sure there is like Morgan a fight A3. the zombie Nazis in Left 4 Dead mode. <laughs> there is. I think, yeah, it's always Nazis. Bring it in full circle. Why that, can't there there's be also, a, no, <laughs> That's also all of the zombie mode in Call of Duty is fighting zombie Nazis. All of them. Pretty much. I don't play that mode. You never but, see, like, a triple K zombie, like, you know, like, comes in with, like, a tall white cap or whatever. You never see, like, you know... That would look oh, so just, silly! 
<laughs> it would. Did <laughs> I ever tell you? <laughs> so I grew up in 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 uh, backwoods country, right where I'm at now, because I'd be streaming on Twitch every once in a while if I wasn't. But um, uh, I actually got approached by someone from the KKK wanting me to be a member because I was oh, friends no. with that dude, um, and I was like. Know. Oh, I was dear like, God. no, 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 no. You don't know me. That is not me. And yeah, of course he didn't know. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely white either. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, good gravy. Uh, I used to call the guy green shirt guy because like I didn't remember his name. So green shirt guy <laughs> was like, hey, you know, all these people around here. I got a meeting. Uh, I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was, it was this one of the strangest experiences oh, I've had in high school. No. Oh my god! Oh man. <sighs> so yeah, not a fan of that. Anyways, Morg at Morgan Hay three still. Yes, it is. As always, I see you're on doing Twitter, a lot of on Twitch. Monster Hunter. And yeah, I'm. <sighs> I actually did play Monster Hunter today. I actually got some nerve and actually decided to play Monster Hunter today, and I think two days ago, because uh, it was pouring out, and that prevents construction work from getting anywhere, so I was kind of stuck at home, and so I was like, you know what? I think now is the time to make a paralysis hunting horn set. And so I mm. made one, and it was a really good one, because it used all, like, a full Sharish Valda piece set why did I use five pieces of Sharjavalda? It's because when you use, um, when you wear a mantle, it gives you earplugs five, uh, full tremor resistance, yeah. um, full All the uh, flinch free, and um, can't remember something else. But yeah, it, it's basically, basically insect lave buffs. Yeah, it basically gives you everything that you need in order to be able to not get tripped or um, bugged in any sort of fashion, and. Mm -hmm. If you put the assassin's mantle on, which lasts for like six minutes, you you basically cannot be interrupted at all when you're playing all your uh, your hunting horn melodies. It's just wonderful. That's what it is. It's great. I love it. I will never play that bagpipe ever. Yeah, I don't I, like I, it I'm using. I the admire the people Rothland. who can play it. I admire yeah. those who can play it and play it well, but. Mm -mm, not for me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not even using a meta weapon. I'm using the Kiar Paralysis one. It only has blue sharpness, and its melodies are not even that good. I think I have, like, Abnormal Status Boost and uh, Stamina Recovery Boost. that gives you, like, 200 stamina and reduced stamina use, which is great if you are a bow user. Or if you're using dual blades or hammer. So, I mean, like, um, my set's, like, very support heavy, if anything. I mean, it does go mm. do good damage, but it's not really there to do the damage. It's there to just support players. Okay. And, uh, Pan, where will you be? Um, I will, uh, be on Discord, and I will be on Reddit. Um, most recently, I wrote up a thing about, uh, Yuan T for your, uh, you know, if you would so choose to have some Yuan tea that are sympathetic and not creepy snake people, uh, I suggest reading it. I mean, they still are a little oh, yeah. creepy, but they're they're not. I I think I really hate the version of the Yuan tea that's in the monster manual, so I wrote up my own version. You can find it on uh, 
r slash D behind the screen, or you can just at me on Discord and I'll give you the link. Yes, yeah, it's a great yeah. one. Is it not true it's that really like every evil race in D and D is like a slaver race? Uh huh. No. Like the mind flayers, they're slavers. The UNT, they're slavers. Uh, those, what what are those weird, uh, poison dart frog people again? They're slavers. Kuatawa. Uh, yeah, I think that's the ones. Yeah. Kuatawa the... are fish. Oh Kuotoa yeah. Kuatawa are supposed to be the uh, fish yeah, people. Yeah, the Kuatawa. Yeah, yeah, the Kuatawa. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're very Cthulian their style. Uh, I'm trying to remember the I names they were frogs. of them. The grog gung gung. I can't remember what they're called. They're called yeah. the gung. And then, of course, orcs, slavers, dark elves, slavers. Uh, they're yeah, they, they all like slaves. I don't know what's up with them. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. Goblins aren't. Can they keep slaves? No, goblins are not slavers. Maybe they I don't keep think humans kobolds as pets. Are. Kobolds like aren't either. Aren't. No, no, kobolds are just, like, dumb savages, though. Yeah. I don't treat them that way. No, I know. You I'm just saying that that's, that's how they're, yeah. they're presented. Um, yeah. Kobolds are, like, uh, dragon lackeys. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I make all my goblins sound like Toad Unfortunately, from Mario. goblins and kobolds end up being the slaves a lot of times, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Haha, <laughs> I can't be a slaver uh, if you're a slave. I don't, I don't think the Githyanki are slavers. I'm no, the sure. gith the gith are um, were slaves themselves to the illithids. Yeah, right. But they've they've escaped and they have their own society that's yeah, still not. Yeah. Um, vampires, yes. Yeah, well, um, yeah. That, that's just yeah, part of being a vampire. Slaves, yep. That's yeah. that's fairly inherent to the vampire fiction. Liches, they have slaves. Dragons, they have slaves. Um, <laughs> uh, it depends on the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the chromatic ones, definitely, but the metallic ones, no. No. Uh, I mean, the eh. way I see, some of the some of them are more in, uh, afraid of people stealing anyways, so, like, I could see blues not having slaves. I could see reds certainly would, if they could. Uh, I, would, I could see blacks not having slaves. Black dragons the, might not might not keep slaves. They might want to yeah. just kill yeah. more than When I else. say these colors, I mean chromatic dragons, people. <laughs> the black dragons. Uh, well, see, that's funny. You said that you didn't, you wouldn't think that blues would have slaves because uh, in my, in my settings, blues are basically like Egyptian pharaoh type people. Nice. No, so, the the way I the way I made them is they're extremely intelligent. I made them the most intelligent as far as like academically intelligence. Uh huh. Um, also cripplingly paranoid that they can't keep alliances at all. Oh. Okay, um, so yeah, that so was they're like, like their... paranoid wizards. Yes. Aren't that they was also... the, that was like my take on them with a, arranged marriages and that's how they have kids. Aren't they also okay. extremely patient? Yep. I thought so, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. We should we should have a D and D episode one time. Just oh yeah, just hash it out. Absolutely. Mm hmm. Yes. Well. Oh wait. We've also got the, a Pathfinder um, game coming up soon. Or you yeah, know for Tuesday. release. There's no way the D and D episode would be under three hours. <laughs> no. It's three and a half. Uh, 
And then on top of that, I ended up talking to Zweifer for two hours after that. I was up till like two in the morning talking to him. Damn. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> it was fun, though. Um, but we actually broke the two-hour mark, just all of that stuff. Yep, just now. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess, uh, thank you guys for listening, and especially our ramblings at the end. And Yep. And, uh, yeah, I suggest you look up the penis amoeba from EPO search for you. <laughs> so you know what we're no, talking about. No, no, just no, no. Thumb- no. Make it the thumbnail no. for this episode. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, man. I-, I got it right now. We'll call We'll call the episode uh, <laughs> oh, Spoopy no, Penis Amoebas. <laughs> no! <laughs> You're ruining my episode. Oh, I won't do it, Morg. You're fine. Eh, do it. Morg it's your, finally it's your gets podcast. an episode where, where we give him free reign to talk. And you fill it with amoeba penises. And then we hijack penises. it with penises. <laughs> no, 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 Morg. No, Morg. Not amoeba penises. Penis amoeba. There's a difference. Yes. I don't think amoeba Actually, yeah, penises. that is true. It's yes. just, that's insensitive to amoeba kind. Amoeba-sized penises. That's the ew. That's how, so small. Ew. How dare you assume an amoeba's uh, gender? <laughs> <How dare you? laughs> I think. Right, like, you just assume my gender. We need to end it right there. That's it. That, We're good. We're done. All right. Good night, folks. Good night. <laughs> good night. Can amoebas even like sue? <laughs> <laughs>